Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 116 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. To infinity and beyond, this is Chris. I hope we haven't done that one before. I don't think we have. I was trying to rack my brain, and it seems like we did because it's a really easy one, yeah. but I could not After think of it. 116 episodes, it kind of gets tough to, to keep in we mind. Can't, we can't even be sure we haven't done Buzz Lightyear before. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could probably just look back on some of the episodes. We but jumping could. in my memory, I don't think I don't remember I don't, I don't anything about. We talked Pixar, but I don't think we've ever talked Buzz Lightyear specifically before. Let's go with that. I like it. I like it. Uh, so, Chris, uh, we are we are really low on uh, upload space yep. uh, on our hosting server this week. So we're gonna have to talk faster. We're gonna have to talk super fast. We're gonna speed it up 025 percent, <laughs> and uh, no, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna just dive right into uh, a couple uh, things that we got going on here. Uh, so uh, last week, uh, we had uh, an episode suggested by listener Paul Dewey for our Listener Appreciation Month, and he came up with this wild creative idea of having Bob the Builder going up against Ty Pennington. And we kind of adjusted it a little bit, and we had them redesign the burrow from uh, the Harry Potter movies. And uh, currently, the polls, uh, which you can all access through our website or uh, through the links in our show notes, uh, right now Bob the Builder is leading... 55.6% to Ty Pennington's 44.4%. Very close vote. Very close vote. One more vote will swing it to an even 50-50 split. We do have some interesting comments. I really like doing the comments yeah. now. It's really funny to see. Um, so someone said, because of the magic rooms, that looks small but are really big. So that was one argument that I made, that Ty Pennington would be able to make the rooms, working with Arthur Weasley to make the rooms appear bigger on the inside than they really are on the outside. Um this one looks like it came from Paul himself. He said, thanks for using my recommendation. Bob would probably win after Rolly accidentally knocks over everything they built, so they build a brand new house. <laughs> Ty would probably be too distracted by Mrs. Weasley flirting with him constantly, which definitely seems like that would, uh, would happen. Uh, someone else commented just saying, he can build it. Yes, he can. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone said, Bob is too unreliable. What if he knocked down their house on accident right before the Weasleys came back? <laughs> Definitely seems like something that would happen. And someone says, because, and I quote from the show, they wrote that, teamwork makes the dream work. So seems like the listeners were pretty split on uh, on Bob and Ty Pennington going at it, uh, <laughs> redesigning the borough. I really love the comments. Keep it up. That's that's so much fun to see. We really uh, We really like looking at those and reading them. Uh, so so uh, th this poll is going to keep on going on. So if you haven't voted yet, you could be that person that swings it to the 50-50 split or uh, gives Bob a bigger lead over Ty Pennington. Uh, Chris, we also have a fictional background to give out, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, let's do it. All right. Let's, let's get that review up. So, so this one's actually kind of been difficult, not from our side, not from the listener's side, but from Apple Podcast side, because... 
this listener sent us an email saying, hey, did you see the review? And we said, no, we haven't seen it. And then they sent us another email a couple of days later saying, hey, it's still not up there. Um, so, so if that does happen to anybody, if you notice, hey, I left a review and Steve and Chris haven't given me my fictional background, what, what the heck's going on with that? Send us an email just to let us know like this listener did. It, uh, it really helps us out uh, just so that way we know that you left it. And Apple probably has their hands full with the Epic Rebellion, like the Epic Fortnite. You heard oh, what you know? Yeah, <laughs> they can't. They 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 took it off the App Store, right? Yeah. So Fortnite put in like uh, paid. Basically, you could circumvent payments around the App Store, and that's against uh, Apple's service, so they removed it. So did Google from their store. Okay. And Fortnite tried to like turn all their fans against Apple by making it like they're like the evil overlords controlling them. So they 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 have no time right now to to take care of Apple Podcasts and yeah. and all their other servers. They're they're fighting off the uh, the Fortnite yeah. empire. Excuse me. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to read this one? Do you want me to read it? Uh, can you read it? Because I don't have it on my screen. Oh yeah, sure. I got it right here. So uh, this comes from user titled Burfter the Blob, and the review reads, "I love this podcast so much. Can you do Bill Cipher from Gravity Falls?" versus discord from my little pony five stars thank you very much burfter the blob you must have a thing for the letter o consider i'm not going to count it but there's probably at least 20 o's used between the love and the the so but uh thank you so much for uh leaving us that review and for reaching out to us so that way you definitely got your your fictional background short and sweet perfect uh what we look for for a review uh, so, Chris, what are you thinking for this background from Burfter the Blob? I got it. You got it? Yeah, so first of all, a uh, great suggestion, too. I love Gravity Falls, so I, I hope we can put that on the list for sure. I, I, I already put it on the list. I've never even heard of that show, to be oh, honest so with good. you. Oh, it's so good. And it's on uh, Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Like everything. Oh, great. Is it a Disney show? Uh, I don't 20th know. 20th Century Fox show? I don't know. Originally? I okay, don't know. that's fine. I was just curious. I, I've never... I feel like when it comes to like Disney like shows... This is pretty popular. Is it still on? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll check it I'm out. I'm sorry. I didn't do my background research on <laughs> it. I'm only in like season three or two. That's okay. You did but, all your review for, or all your uh, research for this episode, yeah, not, for, not for the review. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I um, I started looking into the name Birth Door to see if it was meaningful, but I actually realized I was overthinking it. Like I tend to do. That's what classic, I would have done. Classic Steve move. First thing I would do is Google And Burfter. he gave it away. Like in his name, he said he's a Burfdor the Blob. He told us he's a Blob. And the fact that he used so many O's. Yeah. So I don't I don't know this for sure. But I just have a feeling that it, like that's how a Blob would talk. To, to use the letter O a lot. Really drag it out. Yeah. Anything with an O just goes. Blah. Like okay. it makes a Blob sound. So I, podcast. I love. Yeah. It's just, yeah. A, it's just a Blob thing. You can't right. help it. So um, then I noticed. Well, he he did one of his suggestions was a character from my little pony there happens to be a blob in my little pony um known as i'm going to pronounce it the smooth okay it's a green blob or as a red bow tie blue hat oh that is um, that is exactly what i would think of classic, when you hear the word blob classic blob it looks like flubber it kind of does look like flubber like a bigger flubber yeah yeah big flubber uh with more control of its like blobbiness mm -hmm. yeah um so i'm gonna say that this reviewer is the <laughs> the my little pony smooth or potentially the voice actor of it looks like it had a couple voice actors but uh, in the movie it was john bowman and that's all i have so maybe it was john bowman 
Hey, John Bowman, thank you so much if it was you for leaving <laughs> us uh, a nice review. Hopefully that'll get on Apple uh, Podcasts eventually. Like Chris said, they're probably too busy fighting off Fortnite uh, Rebels right now. But we appreciate you reaching out and letting us know that you did uh, leave us a review and Apple was uh, was just being silly. Um, so we just want to remind everybody that the uh, this month, August, is uh, Listener Appreciation Month. We've been taking suggestions from all of our listeners. Not that we don't do that normally, but we just wanted to dedicate one whole month to to you, our, our uh, loyal fans. Um, so uh, thank you to everybody who's sent in suggestions, whose episodes we've done, and um, we'll continue going on with today's episode. Chris, you ready to get going? I'm ready. All right, cool. So remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com, and consider checking out our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts if they're not being uh, attacked by Fortnite, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and please leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show, and you'll get a shout-out read live on the show chris what are we talking about today oh today's a fan suggestion uh and it's going to be buzz lightyear i think the fan suggestion was buzz lightyear versus stormtrooper correct yes uh, but i did choose to modify that to a clone trooper just because they uh had a little more background a little more a little less generic of a character yeah so specifically i chose ct7567 also known as rex one of the probably most uh Famous clone troopers to come out of uh, the new uh, rec- recent canon within after the movies uh, ended before Disney purchased them. Uh, yeah, so this episode comes uh, from listener Diana, and uh, I, I'm guessing she's uh, maybe a Disney fan when you got Buzz Lightyear and... Oh, yeah, two St- Disney characters. Yeah, Stormtroopers going at it, technically. So uh, thank you, Diana, very much for uh, giving us the suggestion for uh, these two. I would say both these are fantastic characters between rex they and, definitely and are but in their own ways and i'm really curious how they're gonna fight oh yeah i'm, I'm very <laughs> interested to see how we're gonna be doing this uh do you want to give some background on captain rex yeah sure so so rex is a clone he's yeah. part of the clone army you might remember uh in the prequels we learned about we learned about the clone army uh, i think a lot of people were like wait a minute every stormtrooper was a clone i was i thought that too i thought that too, too. then people were like no they're not clones anymore that's right they started drafting people in a military service yeah but that's not that important for no. this fight so so rex was a, a pretty old clone he actually trained a bunch of other popular clones like uh, uh echo i think cody too cody. oh he trained cody i think i saw that okay yeah he trained a ton um so so he's a clone trooper captain he did become a commander for a little bit but that's like kind of not that important to the story yeah that happens um, in, the, in the last season so he was captain of the 501st legion and worked under general anakin skywalker you may also remember anakin skywalker as darth vader yeah so the 501st legion was the one that you see marching into the jedi temple to take out uh, all the jedis and the younglings those are the the storm the, the clone troopers with the blue color yeah. scheme going on blue they, they got the blue color it's pretty cool looking Armor. Super cool looking, yeah. Part of the reason I picked him is because blue is my favorite color. Okay. Uh, let's see. He was in like tons of battles, like every battle, um, every yeah, every episode. He was in like Clone all Wars. of them. Yeah, every battle. Uh, also, a pretty cool thing. So, uh, not everyone might know this, but the I'm trying to think how much background to give here. I'm just going to try to be quick. That's fine. So, clone clone troopers have this this chip in their brain called an inhibitor chip. Mm-hmm. It's what let uh, out Palpatine. Ex, uh, 
issue order 66 to have them kill the jedi mm-hmm. and it basically like they had no choice they couldn't just control takes over them yeah but uh through a series of events they found out that rex had this in his brain and was able to remove it yeah so he did not try with to his uh permission though he was oh, not no. he did not go willingly yeah was it after the order was issued so was, he was trying to kill jedi he, and they... so yeah he was trying to kill so this just happened in the last season of the clone wars so check it out if you have it on disney plus but he tries killing ahsoka after the order was given and at first he's really like shaken up by it because he's like kind of hesitant to do it but he has to i don't know if it's like he has to or just completely takes over that's how it seems and ahsoka just like kidnaps him knocks him out and then basically has a medical droid remove it from uh his his head and and he has like a scar on the side of his head that you see later in like star wars rebels the sequel series that's pretty cool so so his background is like very classic like military leader like gifted soldier rising through the ranks yeah um so let's see first uh deployed in the first battle of geonosis which is one of the original first battles that they use clone troopers i believe it's an attack of the clones yeah yeah um let's see then uh he joins the arc training program i don't know what that is it's like the elite okay clone troopers thanks yep and that's he trained rex cody oddball apo bakara neo Gree, and bligh okay a Uh, lot of them you see in uh revenge of the sith you don't you wouldn't know them I'm a really diehard Star Wars fan. So, like, I would watch Revenge of the Sith and be like, oh, that's great. Yeah, and I appreciate – I'm looking to you for, like, yeah. to add some color commentary yeah. to my uh, background info. Yeah, sure. So I appreciate that. He also became friends with Commander Cody, another famous clone trooper, because they, they worked together often because Cody worked under um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So Obi-Wan Kenobi was frequently with Anakin. Right. So that's why they were together a lot. Um, so very, very well-respected commander. Uh, lots of battles under his belt. Um. Lots of different types of missions, skilled in different types of combat, weapons, hand to hand. Um, and I think that's I think that's good background for uh, for Captain Rex. Yeah, I think that that hits the nail on the coffin with him. What, or not in the coffin, but hits the nail. Um, he one thing I'll say is he has a a different look, which I like with the clones. Is that in the Clone Wars they tried making all the clones look a little different to kind of give them their own personality, even though they all look the same. So they'll have different hairstyles, different hair colors, different scars, tattoos. And I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think his is just like a blonde shaved head. That's what he looks like. Yeah, I think he has a shaved head. Yeah, shaved head with blonde hair, where like Django Fett would be black hair and, and maybe a little a little longer than, than shaved. But uh, yeah, yeah, Captain Rex, very popular amongst the Star Wars community. And he's a great character, too. He's good. He's a good suggestion, a good pick on, on your part, too. Uh, all right, so I'm going over to uh, Buzz Lightyear as my pick. He is uh, the famous character from the Toy Story franchise, first appearing in 1995's Toy Story. He's appeared in every single Toy Story since then. He's also appeared in uh, all the Toy Story shorts that they've had. Uh, you can probably check them out on Disney Plus also. And uh, he also had a spinoff uh, animated TV series. It was 2D animation called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Uh, he also had his own movie, uh, which was an animated, I think, direct to to uh, VHS probably at the time, movie called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, The Adventure Begins. Uh, he was voiced in all of the films and uh, shorts, animated shorts, by uh, Tim Allen, who does it so well. He's fantastic in the role. And uh, Patrick Warburton, uh, who was uh, like David Putty from Seinfeld, he was the voice in the Buzz Lightyear uh, spinoff TV series. But in the movie, uh, he is a toy space ranger, 
and he believes that he's a space ranger. He doesn't think that he's a toy. And my favorite buzz is when he thinks he's a space ranger. I think it's so funny. Uh, it just takes itself so seriously that it's just kind of self-referential a little bit. Um, and uh, it, the first movie is kind of about him coming to the realization that he's not a space ranger. He's a toy. Um, he has the very famous catchphrase to infinity and beyond, which has, I feel like transcended the movie and it's like become part of, uh, you know, everyday culture. I feel, uh, especially when it comes to space exploration. Um, he looks like, I don't even know if you would say like a typical spaceman, but like what he looks like, he just looks like, like if you, if you never saw toy story and you just looked at him, I feel like you would know that he's a space guy. I don't know what it. I don't know if it's the the, the glass helmet that he has. Uh, I don't know if it just looks like he's wearing like the spacesuit. He just he just really he just, does. I agree. He looks like a space guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just perfectly designed. I think it's great. Um, but but yeah. So uh, that's that's pretty much the the gist with Buzz Lightyear. He becomes a member of uh, Andy's toys in the first movie. Him and Woody are really at odds, but then he joins the group, and him and Woody are basically the two characters that hold the whole series together and um yeah i think i think buzz lightyear it's gonna be really interesting to see how we do this because i think we're gonna kind of go at it two ways because buzz lightyear is a toy so are we gonna have him fight as a toy size or are we gonna have him fight as a normal you know uh space ranger human size he is a toy right are you can you make any were you planning to make an argument that he uh, was somehow the same size as a clone trooper? You, do you have any thoughts on this? So the only uh, canon uh, evidence that I could use is the TV show in which he is a space ranger. Uh, oh, that's a good point. TV, so there TV is a show. fictional character where Buzz Lightyear is a, a real and space ranger. And he deals with like aliens from the area and, and the, okay. like, in the galaxy and whatnot. And then in so the beginning of Toy Story two, it starts off like uh, you're not sure what it is because it's Buzz and he's like on this mission and he's going through and he's going over traps and destroying things and then you eventually find out it's in a video game, but right then and there it seems kind of plausible like he like he appeared to be like bigger than a toy there he looked like he was on some kind of a mission, but. There is no evidence in the in the movie as 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 far as I can recall off the top of my head of Buzz Lightyear being uh like actual human size. You know, that you made some really good points though. Like the fact that there was a Buzz Lightyear TV show. Yeah. So we, we are taking fictional characters. You could take that fictional character and not the toy fictional character. I think it'd be interesting to see both. I, I'm really curious to see where you, can you make an argument that a toy could defeat a clone trooper? Let's go let's let, let's start with that first. Okay. Okay. Um so so the so the boy the toy Buzz Lightyear the size he's probably I don't know it looks like he's about like a foot tall yeah maybe. I think at the most but yeah he's a foot tall so one thing about him as a toy he's very agile very yes you know so uh, going off my my memory like in Toy Story two specifically like he has to uh, go from ground level up to a toy shelf level in Al's toy barn. And he's able to spit on the hooks and, and go up and, and, and fly up to the top. And he's very resourceful with, with whatever is around him. So I think also depending on where we're fighting could uh, impact him as well. He would definitely use whatever resources he, resources mm-hmm. he has around him also. Um, so I think 
uh, going against uh, Rex, I think the real blow would be to go for his head, just because that's where he's got a lot of stuff going on. He has the inhibitor chip up there. I mean, the head is basically what controls everything in the body. So I think he would try to, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, no, that, I think that's right. I'm not sure. a doctor, but okay. I think that Just is right. Don't, I want you to check, fact, fact check me there. So I think if he could uh, figure out a way to spin around Cody's belt, Cody, or Rex. excuse me, Rex. Rex has kind of like, not really, I don't want to call it a skirt, but it's like a... Yeah, uh, a cloak. That's called a short cloak. A short cloak that <laughs> wraps around his legs, uh, the back of his legs at least. So he could he could grab onto that, hoist himself up, do a flip, go, uh, you know, spin off his blaster uh, holster, go up to the helmet, grab onto the antenna that's on the top of uh, Captain Rex's uh, helmet there. And what I would do from that point is Buzz Lightyear has one really important weapon, which is his laser. Uh, now, in the in the show or in the movie, they always say, "Oh, it's a light bulb that blinks." Like obviously, it's not a real laser, but I I think it's fair to say that it's not just a light bulb. I think it's a laser pointer. Yeah, I think that probably because is when, fair to say. Because when they show it, it's like it can it, go very it far. Shines a, a small dot. Yeah. yeah. So I would say it's a laser pointer, and I would say that Buzz Lightyear, the toy, would once he gets all the way up, he's holding on the antenna. He would go right up to Cody. Or gosh, right up to Rex's uh, helmet and just laser him right through his uh, his lens, and like maybe temporarily impair his vision. I mean, I mean, I've, I've always heard like you don't want to have a laser pointer in your eye. You're not it's supposed not, to shine it in your right? eyes. It's not good for your eye. That's what my parents say, at least. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've always been told too. I don't know <laughs> if it's just one of those things they tell you as a kid, so that way you don't do it. No, it's true. Don't. Hey, if you're listening, don't shine laser pointers <laughs> in your eyes, especially if they're Buzz Lightyear laser pointers. So or I, well, do that though, and let us know if it works. <laughs> um, so, Steve, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that because I was like, I was like just gonna make fun of you i've been like you're you have a light bulb on our laser it's not gonna hurt me i can kick you i can shoot you with my real blaster laser yeah yeah you could you absolutely could uh but you have a great advantage and that's the element of surprise so i i see this fight kind of going like have you ever seen ant-man the movie yeah no okay so there's a scene in ant-man i saw i i took me a second because i saw him in civil war that, and I was that's like, the hard thing yeah. to remember yeah so there's a scene in ant-man where he fights falcon and he goes from being small to big, and like as, as a small character, he's just like completely throwing Falcon off his guard, and he doesn't know where he's coming from. That's kind of how I would see the Buzz Lightyear toy going against Captain Rex. You have one different big difference from Ant Man though, because like they have some weird thing where he has like the same mass as when he's big, so he's like much stronger when he's punching as an Ant Man, as so, small Ant Man. Right. So I w- I wouldn't say that Buzz Lightyear the toy would have the same power as an adult size yeah. Buzz Lightyear. And also Ant-Man is the size of an ant where Buzz Lightyear is a, a foot tall. So, but I, I would think it would throw uh, Rex off of his guard uh, in some aspect. It's kind of like, um, I mean, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but like sometimes like our cats, like they'll kind of like get all over us a little bit. Like they'll try to like climbing our sides a little bit. And it's kind of like, Oh my God, like what, what, like, what are you doing? Kind of thing. So I, I think Rex could kind of just be, um, a little uh, disoriented with with that Buzz Lightyear. So I would go laser to the eye, try to go after your vision a little bit. Uh, I have karate chop action, so at, right th- at that point I could start karate chopping your helmet, <laughs> like really trying to disorient you. Because maybe, maybe when I get your eye, Rex would take off his helmet 
and he'd be like, oh my God, like, oh, my, my vision, whatever, you know, he's trying to shake it off. And then that's when I start doing karate chop action. I go right at the inhibitor chip. And then just that like pounding on the inhibitor chip gets Captain Rex all screwed up in the head even more. I don't know. But Buzz uh, Lightyear wouldn't know about that inhibitor chip though. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't have any idea. Uh, I could also use my wings. So those wings are like pretty sturdy. All right. And I'm not saying I would fly because okay. he can't fly. And the, the movies have beaten that over the head a lot. But um, I would say that, like, it could cause, like, some damage, I feel. Like, if I put my, my jet pack right up against you, you're, like, your head or your, I don't know, your other eye or something, and I pressed the button and the wing came out and, like, smacked you in the side of the head or... It would just... It wouldn't, like... <sighs> really knock you out it would just be a nuisance if anything else yeah you could definitely really annoy him that that's what it would come to rex would be so frustrated <laughs> fighting this one foot tall uh toy and if i am able able to get you and throw you off and i still have some vision left so i i have a a dc 15s blaster carbine oh, that's one of the best it's a standard issue uh republic army weapon <laughs> uh medium-sized blaster shorter range than a rifle but you can carry it with one hand. So yeah, right, right. He, I think he always has two of those. Does he carry two? Yeah, yeah I didn't know if he carried those. the big rifle, the DC fifteen A blaster rifle. You're getting ready for your next Star Wars trivia knowledge. I can see. I just, just did my background research on stormtrooper equipment or clone trooper equipment. <laughs> Isn't Wikipedia great? Yeah, yeah. So we also got to get into their armor, which might matter more if I'm fighting you as a real Buzz Lightyear. So do we want to move on to that now, or do you think is there anything else you want to? I go mean, after I don't. I don't to... really have any special strategies. I just have military training and a real laser gun. <laughs> so I'm just gonna kick you and shoot you with a laser. Yeah, that 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 could that could work. That could work. All right, so we'll go. We'll go now. All right, Buzz Lightyear has grown from toy size, one foot to say he's actually shorter on the shortest. Like I feel like Woody would be like six five. Yeah, Woody's a taller toy. So than I him. feel like Buzz would be like five six or something like that. Whatever you want, you're making all this up, so you can make him any height you Let's want. Let's go five six. Okay. So what's your plan with adult Buzz Lightyear? Okay, so here's the thing about Clone Trooper armor. Mm-hmm. What is the main? type of danger to a clone trooper blaster fire yes their armor is not good for that it doesn't protect them from blaster fire it's a crazy oversight it's the most important thing here's what their armor protects them from uh acrid vapors which i guess is like acid i don't really know for sure okay or uh impacts so punching him okay pressure all the things they'd never experience. and temperature no they never experience i mean situationally maybe good but in general Give me that blaster-proof armor. That's what you want. Give me that Captain Phasma armor. I think that's one thing that people always say when they first watch Star Wars. They're like, like why why even bother wearing the armor? It doesn't yeah, do anything. It looks uncomfortable. And it's actually funny. It's, that's in canon. The Phase 1 armor that they gave to the clone. So the, the Geonosans, they made they, they made the clone army. Kaminoans. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Yeah, Kaminoans. They The first fight was on Geonosis. Yeah, that's why I have next one. The Kaminoans made the clone army. They made their armor. And they're all clones, so they get to make it all the same size, which is pretty nice. But they also, like, aren't humans. They're, like, kind of gangly aliens. So they're probably like, oh, humans can, like, rotate all their limbs, like, 360 degrees, right? So they made, like, kind of uncomfortable armor because they weren't humans. Right. They had no idea. So they fixed that in Phase 2. But at first, it, it like, was uncomfortable. I believe it. It it didn't look comfortable at all. (laughs) It does look, like, kind of cool, though. I think their armor looks kind of cool. Which one? The Phase 1? Pretty much all of it to me. Like, even through the First Order? Yeah. 
Do you yeah. have a? I have a favorite. Do you have I don't favorite? know enough to have a favorite. I wouldn't even know the difference. What I I'm think, looking at. So, so phase one is the original, is the original clone trooper armor. Okay. Okay. For a second, jump to phase three. Okay. Phase three is like stormtrooper armor, like regular A New Hope, Empire okay. Strikes Back stormtrooper armor. Phase two is kind of like the combination of the two of them, which you see in Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And then. And then the next one is just called, like, the First Order phase. So, Rex was mostly in Phase 2 armor. Yes. Yeah, his so, was. He had a little bit in Phase 1, but most of it was Phase 2, yeah. So if you have a real laser, I mean, I got to be careful. I can't shoot with a laser. Oh, so there is a, there is a shield that a clone trooper could carry called a blast shield. And oh, it, okay. It is possible he could have one because he's using a one-handed pistol. So you could he could carry a... You said he dual wields, but he could no, theoretically but yeah, carry but, a blast shield. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm assuming that is at least gives you some advantage against uh, um, a laser? Blast, blaster fire. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm also assuming that Buzz Lightyear's laser is similar in effect it, to, to a laser bolt. To us, like yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So I guess a b- adult Buzz Lightyear size is like he can fly. Then too. I would say you have a real jetpack. I'd say at okay, that point. so a real jetpack. Can I can I be the Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story Two who has that like super utility belt? Yes. Cool. What's on the utility belt? It creates like a shield around him. Nice. Yeah. I should have said yes to that. <laughs> Is it blaster proof? Um, I don't think we've seen anything that shows what it does in terms of defenses, but in Toy Story 2, it does show that it, um, whatever was like inside the belt, like stays floating inside the belt. So like what happened was he was falling and there was like debris around him. He turned on the belt, and then all that debris got caught up inside his force field bubble that oh, was yeah. around him. I'm I forgot about that scene. That. Yeah. I've only seen Toy Story 2 one time. Really? Yeah. That's my favorite Pixar movie. Toy Story 2? Mm-hmm. That's the one with Alice Toy Barn, Jesse, you find out about Woody's Roundup. Woody was part of a TV show that's he your, had no idea. That's your favorite Pixar movie? Yeah. Wow. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That's cool. No, I love I love I think it's like one of the best sequels ever. But, uh, yeah, so so I got my laser. Now, this is the interesting thing, too, because with his karate chop action, would he just have, like, martial arts skills at that point? I mean, he could just hand-to-hand combat. He might he might have that over, over Rex. Yeah, you're, you're basically a clone trooper at this point. Yeah, just with, uh, with better vision. <laughs> yeah, so... You can see through my helmet easier. Is that the elephant in the room here, the bad aim of a stormtrooper? Did the clone troopers suffer from this same bad aim? So this is what I will I will uh, admit, admit to you, Chris. Captain Rex's aim is quite good. He's, Everything I read said he was a skilled fighter. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's technically not a stormtrooper. He's a he's a clone trooper. So I would argue that his aim because the clone whoever is the good guys they have the better aim. <laughs> yeah. So they the clone troopers have pretty good aim. Has there ever been like a canon attempt to justify the stormtroopers' poor aim? Like, you know how, like, Rogue One tried, uh, justified, like, the exhaust port weakness on the yes. Death Star as, like, yes. a purposeful, like, sabotage? Yes. Did anything happen like that with the Stormtroopers? Like, they purposely, like, trained them wrong or something? I don't know. Or the I'm company sure. that made their blasters, like, <laughs> made the, the aiming site wrong? There must be something. I'm sure Star Wars explained on YouTube, and I'm sure someone who's listening is like, yes, it was in this comic or this book or something. I know they've explained away other things about the Stormtroopers, but I don't. I don't know about the uh, the aim. Okay, but either yeah. way, Clone Trooper Rex, good aim. Great aim, great aim. So you're firing at uh, Buzz. Buzz has his shield, or he's very agile. He dodges. I fire my laser at 
Rex, I think same thing. I think he's just very agile and he can dodge it also. Wow, they're so evenly matched at this I point. I really think that they are. Uh, I think I think it comes down to some hand to hand combat. You your jetpack might give you an advantage as well. So the, the, so if I do if I yeah if you're shooting at me I could fly um, have some. Uh, you're basically like Boba and Jango Fett now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm kind of maybe I can convince you that I'm, I'm like related <laughs> to them and you don't want to. Your you face looks against, so different though. You don't want to go against my father. Your, your chin is your giant. <laughs> They wouldn't believe That's you. That's true. He does have a giant. They'd be like, if we were the clones of you, where's my chin? So one thing that came to my mind, and I, this this would be the hard part. I'd have to get you to stay completely still, which I, I'd either have to like knock you out for and have you unconscious. But remember in Toy Story 1 when Woody holds Buzz at a certain angle so the sunlight can come through his helmet and yes. then it catches the thing on fire? Mm-hmm. So... If I could maybe get you in some situation where you're immovable and I use my helmet to, like, catch you on fire, that could definitely... I mean, I don't think... But you did say their armor is so, resistible yeah, to... Yeah, it's to, a temperature. The temperature. Depends how hot you get me. It's, I mean, it's coming from a sun in the <laughs> galaxy far, far away. Or if it's in the Gamma Quadrant Sector 4, I mean, who knows? If there's two suns, you could double up on sun power. Very popular in the Star Wars universe. But, I mean, you already have a laser, though. Why don't you just use that? To, oh, just like to finish the job. So it is actually a different style of laser. Like the, the clone trooper weapon is like a shot-based laser. Correct. Uh, Buzz Lightyear is like a constant stream of laser, it seems like. Like a solid laser beam. And we've never seen, I don't think, what happens when he uses it to take somebody out. Right, because it's a kid's movie. They it, can't laser someone and like melt them. <laughs> right. The only thing we've seen is in that video game scene... Uh, he uses it, but he hits like a like a bunch of crystals. You probably don't remember this. You've nope. probably seen Toy Story two once. So in the beginning of Toy Story two, when he's in the video game scene, he he he's like surrounded by a whole bunch of robots, and he shoots the laser at these crystals, and then the laser like bounces in and out of all the crystals, and then shoots out and blows up all of the robots. Hmm. But we've never actually seen him use it to take out uh, okay. an enemy, unless in the spinoff show, which I remember I watched a little bit as a kid, but nothing nothing much hmm. about it. So how powerful is that laser? I think it's open to interpretation. Based on the video game, it can blow up robots. So if he was going up against like a battle droid, I think he'd be able to take him out. But is it powerful enough to take out a clone trooper armor? I mean, clone trooper armor seems to be susceptible to lasers. Agreed. So it is It is plausible. Um, now, I think one thing that you could do too is Buzz Lightyear with his helmet. At first, when that when that shield goes off, he always feels like he's choking. Oh, yeah. Cause, you know? Because he thought, yeah, he didn't think there so, was air. Right. So if we're going hand-to-hand combat, he doesn't think he's on a planet that's uh, habitable by human or his his kind, whatever he is, humans, I'm assuming. Um, that could throw him off. He thinks he's choking. That could that could really uh, knock him out for a little bit. Also, to play on your belief that you are a real space ranger, if Rex was somehow able to obtain knowledge of this, he could maybe uh, trick you into thinking Emperor Zerg was somewhere. Maybe he tricks you into thinking, like, Anakin is Emperor Zerg, and then you go after him. He, I mean, he might hear the Emperor. There is, Yeah, you're right. And, and just think, assume it's and Zerg. And just assume that's Zerg. And he, he goes off to try to find Palpatine. Yeah, and that would distract him. He also could, but at that point, when, when Emperor Palpatine becomes Emperor Palpatine, Rex 
is good. He's not a brainwashed clone at that point because his inhibitor chip had been taken out right after 66 happened. So I could see the two of them like teaming up and being like, hey, there's this evil emperor. <laughs> yeah. Buzz not having any idea that it's Palpatine. He's just thinking it's Zerg the whole time. And they're just going to team up and, and take out Palpatine. I would watch that movie. Disney Plus, are you listening? <laughs> a team up show with Buzz Lightyear and Captain Rex. What would it be called? Ooh, wow. Uh, I feel like this deserves some thought because this is a really good idea. Uh, to Infinity and what's the planet they found Palpatine on in uh, episodes nine? Oh, Exegol. To Infinity and Exegol. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. I think. I think. I think you nailed it. Right and it there. takes place in a parallel universe, so they can actually have them like find the Emperor and like fight him at the end. So that way he's gone. Kind of like how in. Um, was that Tarantino Nazi movie? Um, oh, Inglorious. Inglorious, yeah, yeah. How they got to actually like fight Hitler at the oh, end. That's true, right? And like non-historically him. accurate. Right. That, I, I like it. I think they could do that. I think. I think. Uh, I think we just came up with a great show there, Chris. Me too. Uh, is there so? Do you have any fun facts that you'd like to uh, add for Captain Rex? I, I don't actually. Do you have any fun facts about Captain Rex? Because you uh, you oh, know man. a lot more about Clone Wars Put, than I do. Putting me uh, on the spot. I'm here. sorry. No, that's okay. Um, so. Oh, okay. Uh, so some fun facts about Captain Rex. So Captain Rex also appears in the sequel series to Clone Wars called Star Wars Rebels uh, in that he is uh, an older clone, even though it takes place only like 15 years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. He has uh, he appears to have aged much quicker, and that is because uh, the clone's growth was accelerated, so he appears to be like in his 70s. Um, now one thing that has been retconned with Captain Rex, and it seems like the fan community was really accepting of this, is in Return of the Jedi, when uh, the Strike Rebel Force team goes down onto Endor to try to blow up the shield generator, you see uh, this rebel soldier who appears to be an older gentleman, has a big gray beard, and he looks exactly the same as how Rex looks in Star Wars uh, Rebels, so it has now been officially retconned that that character is Captain Rex. That is actually a really cool fact. You told me right before we started. Yeah. So that character from 1983, they were able to find out a way for him to tie in with the Clone Wars. Uh, and uh, that came out, you know, 30-odd years later. So you can, you can check that out if you go online. You can see um, the looks. I mean, they look pretty much exactly the same. So it's not sure if they did that intentionally at first and that Renconned it, or if they were just like, oh, this was a happy accident and it, and it worked out that way. A uh, couple fun facts on Buzz Lightyear. Uh, so Buzz Lightyear, two color schemes, light green and purple. That comes from John Lasseter, who uh, was the creator of Buzz Lightyear. And Barney. Uh, and also Barney. His wife's name was Barney, yes. Uh, but John Lasseter and his wife, both of their colors, uh, respectively, were either green, the lime green, or the purple. What do you mean, both of their favorite colors? Meaning, like, John Lasseter and or his wife liked one color, and then vice versa. Got it. So he combined both of their, their favorite colors together to get that purple and lime green uh, you know, color scheme going on with Buzz Lightyear. I think most people know that he is named after Buzz Aldrin from the Apollo 11 uh, mission, the first manned mission that stepped on the moon. Uh, also, uh, he does the Vulcan salute in Toy Story 1, which I feel like if you're not paying attention, like you you almost miss it. 
he says farewell to Woody and he does the Vulcan salute, which is really interesting. Like, how does Buzz Lightyear know Star Trek references? So, I don't know. Uh, also, uh, and the last thing I'll say is when he first appears in the movie, there's a shot from inside his helmet and it has the Darth Vader breathing sound <laughs> from inside his helmet, just kind of paying homage to that. But uh, yeah, I think, like I said, both of these characters, I think, are really great characters. And um, and if Buzz Lightyear was real, a very even match. I think so. I think so. And as a toy, I'd be kind of curious to see what would happen. I think Buzz Lightyear <laughs> might give him a little run for his money. That's uh, tough for you guys to decide if you, you think uh, what would go on there. So as always, there's going to be a poll in the show notes where you can vote for who you think would win. We're going to do two. We're going to do two polls. We'll do one for toy version of Buzz Lightyear fighting against Cat and Rex, and then we'll have one of an adult Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear fighting against Cat and Rex. And then you can also uh, write down why you voted for which one and, and, and give us your thoughts. We really like looking at those. Those are funny to see. Um, and you can also check out www.whodwincast.com slash vote uh, for where you can vote for this episode and every other previous episode that we've done as well. And you can still we still check them even though uh, those episodes have come and gone. So you can still let us know your thoughts. Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Nope. Awesome. Cool. So one more time, thank you to uh, Diana for suggesting this great Disney-themed episode. So make sure you keep sending us your ideas. Even if it's not Listener Appreciation Month, we take all suggestions going forward. So please remember, as always, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.